Tielemans, that's a really good ball. And here's Castagna, and there's Vardy! Oh, how clever's that? On this episode of PL and PJs, Jamie Vardy's having a party. And so many hands-on balls. Handballs. Handballs. Right. Yes. Yes. With a dress code. And that dress code is jammies. Oh, and we are wearing ours. As always. I always am. Nightcap? <laughs> well, you know, that's... <laughs> it's looking more and week more two. like... Week two. Week two without the nightcap. <laughs> um, well, it's technically week three without the nightcap. Right. Week, week two, two since it's, the... it's been promised yes. that one would be coming. Honestly, <clears throat> I didn't even look this week to see if it was coming. Hey, you had a busy week? It happens. Yeah, yeah I had so much stuff to do. I had so many things on my plate, I couldn't find a moment to look for a nightcap. Happens to the best of us. It happens to me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. So, match week three, shall we recap? Yeah, I mean, it's done. It's done and dusted. And I guess the, for those who, who didn't watch, there was one surprising result in particular. I'd say, okay, I'd say two surprising results, one more so one than One in another. particular... And that was, and I, I feel like it's the first thing we have to talk about, Leicester 5, City 2. two. And I was getting there. Don't, don't uh-huh. worry. I was getting there. I was, I was pausing for was, dramatic effect. I was going to say, yeah. it was a dramatic effect pause. So what we saw in that game, hat-trick for Jamie Vardy. Mm-hmm. We saw James Madison screamer. And another penalty at the end from Yori Tielemans. And I'll tell you what, after Riyad Mahrez scored in the fourth minute with that rocket of a volley from inside the box, I thought City had it done and dusted. Which they usually do. You'd think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a, a Pep Guardiola team, you expect to see that out. But outside of that, we saw Manchester United beat Brighton 3-2. to two. Which we'll talk about We'll a talk bit. about We'll yeah. get into it. We saw Everton beat Crystal Palace 2-1 to one in what we predicted yeah. as our game of the week. Last week, well, what I predicted is the game of the week last week. You had mentioned that on paper, Leicester, right. Manchester, Liverpool, Arsenal. Was, right, but I came, but I came around to came saying around. that that was going to be the game of the week. Yeah. And I think I predicted that it was going to be a one-goal game and they're both going to score. Well, and I, I have to give you some credit. You were absolutely right about yeah. that. Okay. Uh, on top of that, we saw West Brom 3, Chelsea 3, which... I can't imagine anything else that you would have been referring to. No, that, that is exactly yeah. what I was referring yeah. to as the other surprise result mm-hmm. of the week. And then uh, Southampton won, Burnley zero on, of course, a Danny Ings goal. We then had on Sunday a <coughs> result 1-0, Leeds over Sheffield. We had a disappointing 1-1 result between Spurs and Newcastle, which had some controversy at the end. Which we'll talk about. We'll get into that as well. Like I said, we saw City lose to Leicester. We had West Ham beat Wolves 4-0, which... I kind of thought you were talking about as the other surprising result, but I forgot about. I kind of Chelsea forgot about 3. it too. Yeah. So, so we forgot about the others. Yeah, we we. But that's that's so surprising. Us. Yeah, that's it's so, so us. us. Um, and then on Monday we had a three-zero Aston Villa over Fulham victory, mm-hmm. and then Liverpool three Arsenal one. So Jake, I would love 
to just get your opinion on the match week in general. How do you feel about it? What do you think? Talk to me. I mean, goals are being scored. It's a def- lot. definitely not a boring start to the 2020-2021 yep. season. Um, obviously, a lot of controversy, which we'll get into. And uh, I wouldn't say there's a ton of surprise after the first three weeks other than Everton doing so well. Yep. Um, I mean, obviously, we can look at one result and say that's surprising. But, uh, I mean, for my opinion, City's going to bounce back and still finish mm-hmm. top four. So even though that they were shocked by Vardy and Leicester, I wouldn't say terribly surprising overall in the year. I think sure. they're still going to be top four team. Yeah. Um, but a lot of fun to watch. And mm-hmm. I'm really excited about the rest of the year. And I think that the top six race is going to be very fun and close. And... There's going to be more teams than we thought are going to be in that race. Yeah. And uh, honestly, it's just been an enjoyable start to the season. Yeah. And as a PL viewer, I'm very excited. Very balanced, yeah. I think. It's, and, and for those who don't, it's, it's early days. It's sure. match week I mean, three. Yeah. Some teams have only played two games. But right now the table sits as the top six. Leicester first, Liverpool second, Everton in third, Aston Villa in fourth. With right. Only, with a game in hand. Compared to every, they have six points, two wins, and they're sitting in fourth place, which is just crazy. Arsenal are sitting in fifth, and Crystal Palace are in sixth. So, of all the big boys, I mean, You're I realize right. again, you know, United have only played two games, City's only played two games. It, Surprising. It's, it's match week three. I'm going to mm-hmm. be honest with you. I don't look at the table until sure. match week 10, 11. Right. It's just more from an unbiased opinion. It's sure. fun to see those teams doing right. well at the start. And, and let them have that. Mm-hmm. I, I saw something on Twitter. It was a funny meme about Leeds fans being above Man United, Chelsea, Tottenham, and yeah. Arsenal maybe. Yeah. But yeah. Or was it City? I think they're above City. I mean, they're above most everybody yeah. right now. I mean, it's... Which it's, is like, yeah, good for them. It's yeah. match week three. We have... Some teams have had a tough start, mm-hmm. and they're going to bounce back, and obviously the table's not going to look as it is sure. now. But yes, that is where we stand so far. Uh, three games in for most teams. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your highlight of the week? Let's say, uh, goal, let's say goal of the week. A goal of the week, yeah. if you will. Uh, you know, for me, it's between two. Okay. Both coming let's from that surprising result, Leicester mm-hmm. over City. I think I know uh, which ones you're referring to. Sure. And and as most people would, Vardy with one of the greatest back heels that I've seen. Just the speed at which the ball came mm-hmm. in. He was so close to the goalie when it happened. And he managed to chip the ball with his back heel over the goalie's shoulder. It was very impressive. But only followed by James Madison to just score an absolute banger from outside the box. Yeah. And yeah. and those two just those stood out to me in particular. But what about you, Jake? What, which no, both both fantastic goals, mm-hmm. and I'm surprised that you didn't pick the one I'm picking because okay. as a Man U fan, yourself, uh, Rashford. Oh, not Fernandez's penalty. It was up there. Yeah, it was no, up, yeah. yeah, I figured it would be. Yeah. <laughs> but no, Rashford uh, going down that left flank as he does, and a couple of cutbacks sending defenders. Different ways. And for hot dogs, you could say. Sent them for hot dogs. Sent them for hot dogs. Yeah. I have never heard that. Well, you heard it now. Yeah. You heard it here first. On PL and PJs. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I just think um, when they needed him, he came through and got that goal. And we'll get into what happened later in the game. Sure, but uh, I think that goal individually, I think that was my mm-hmm. favorite of the week. Okay, and, and as for my low of the week, just personally, sure. 
I will recall back one week's time to when I said Raul Jimenez will have an amazing <laughs> game for Wolves. I predicted two goals. Not only did he not score, they his only score. goal was an own goal. Off, oh yeah, off a corner kick. So do you lose points for that? <laughs> I I couldn't tell you honestly, but all that I know is yikes. yikes. I was so far off. West Ham four zero over Wolves. It was unbelievable. They looked like they, they looked off. West Ham looked great. Wolves looked just asleep. And the hang on to that thought for a second. Uh, do you think Wolves are gonna bounce back from that? Is that uh, just a one game thing, or do you think that's a reflection of their entire season? Yeah, I mean, I think we can definitely talk about that when we start talking about match week four. But sure. I do think they'll bounce back. I mean, okay. yeah. West Ham have been kind of in free fall, mm-hmm. you know, a few seasons now. Uh, since Dimitri Payet left, really, is as far as I can remember the last time they were, <laughs> they were really good. good. Yeah. yeah, so I I expect Wolves to come back. We'll, we'll preview their game uh, a little later in the yep. second. But Jake, yeah, did, no. how, how did your fantasy pick turn out, or player to watch um, turn out? I don't remember. I would say he fared better than yours, um, but that's relative, <laughs> obviously. <For sure. laughs> um, I picked Team Averna, and right. although Chelsea did storm back to tie 3-3 with uh, West they did um he didn't he was not involved Mm -hmm. in the three goals uh but he still i mean he's the main man up top for them sure um i think was it this game at one point that they had three strikers on the yeah so what's interesting is because the day we're recording this on the league cup happened today Mm -hmm. he scored his first goal for chelsea today coming off the left yep what'll be interesting to see is if lampard once again at the weekend Keeps him out on the left. Maybe he'll produce a little bit more with a more conventional yeah. striker up front where he has a little bit of room to run since he's so pacey. So do you think that that pairing of him and Giroud were, was, it worked well today? I don't know why it wouldn't work well again. I mean, Spurs okay. are, I realize it's the League Cup, but Spurs sure. are a good team. It worked. Right. He got off the mark. And may, maybe they do just put him back up front again. And mm-hmm. because he's gotten his first goal now, you know, he, he's just going to be off the Is line. that the floodgates for you opening up? You know, I like to say a bottle of ketchup. Jake, you know, you, oh, you hit oh, it, you hit that. it, yeah. you hit it, you hit it, and then eventually once it comes out, it just flows out like a river, and I could see that happening for Timo Werner now that he has gotten his first goal. Okay. I've had some good analogies no, to I... the hot dog, the ketchup, you can tell what's on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't wait to go back and splice all your analogies together sure. for a special episode. I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, but in terms of our own performance, right? But fantasy. Are we improving each week, or is this? You know, the thing is, kind of. <laughs> our team got 59 points this week. The highest was much lower than it was last week. Sure. It was only 119. We were still above average. It was only 43 this week. Right. Whereas last week, average was 59. We had 62. With a triple captain play. Yeah, not, not but, a good look. But this week, you know, we got 59 points. Our highlight was Bruno Fernandez as our captain, getting 24 points. Mm-hmm. It was unfortunate that we had Son in the team as our vice captain and went off. At half, At yep. half. That's obviously going to hurt your score. But Bamford, Richarlison, both with 8 points. Trent Alexander-Arnold with 7 for the assist on Robertson's goal. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the worst week you could have had. And I would like to add a little disclaimer. Um mm-hmm. I'm sorry to everyone. I was not aware that the triple captain was a one-time thing. Yeah, no. I feel like I should have said that. You should have. You really should have. It's my first time doing fantasy. And I had my friend Thomas pointed out to me later in the week after 
uh, Bruno got two points before the triple count. <laughs> um, so that is my bad. Yeah. I should have known. Um, and I will never suggest anything like that ever again. Well, at least now if we don't get the highest score in mm-hmm. a week, we can, we can blame yeah. it on you. Please. Specifically. Yep. Like, the only reason we yeah. didn't pick the highest rated team mm-hmm. for a week is because we lost that triple captain so early. That's exactly why. Yeah, we have bench play still. <laughs> you know, oh, okay, you know, there are other bonuses we can get. But it's really about the triple captain. And it's really my fault. Yep. Uh, but anyway, so moving on from this week, but mm-hmm. as a part of this week, Jamie Vardy is having a party. Again? Always. I mean, the man drinks a Red Bull before every single game. Is He's, that true? It is. Oh. That's his pre-game ritual. He has Red Bull. It's unbelievable. <laughs> He's, I, th- I think it's something like he has a couple things of espresso uh-huh. in the mornings, has a Red Bull before the game, <sighs> and I mean, what else do you expect from the guy? A hat trick at the weekend against City. We can't say that the method is wrong. That's why I'm going to start doing that before our yeah. Sunday league games. Maybe. I, th- I think... Uh... <laughs> That means that Eric Dyer must have had coffee before this game. Did you watch the game today? Or I did not watch it? the League Cup game between Chelsea oh. and Spurs today. Tell me. Tell Eric me Dyer ran off probably in the 60th or 70th minute to use the facilities mid-game, leading Tottenham down to 10 men for about 90 seconds. That's unbelievable. And, and, and Mourinho, by the facilities, I assume you mean he sprinted into the bathroom, He sprinted to go to the, the restroom, yes. And who knows what happened behind closed doors. Who, who knows? Yeah. I'm sure it was a number one, but, you know, who knows? Who knows? For sure. If he had coffee but, before. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It was coffee. Mourinho was not happy, but mm-hmm. regardless, let's let's move forward. Yes, back to Jamie Vardy. Back to Jamie Vardy, who is having a party, not for the first time. Of course, and he's at the top of the Golden Boot race right now, tied with Dominic Calvert-Lewin at mm-hmm. five goals. A, a hat-trick, two penalties will help do that. They were very legit penalties, though, in my opinion. I thought Eric Garcia did give a legit foul on him for mm-hmm. the second one. There was a little bit of controversy over that, about whether or not he went down easily. I thought it was legit. And if anything, he deserves it for how good his back heel was. It was unbelievable. And so I guess the thing is for me is with Jamie Vardy going forward, do you think he keeps it up? His next two games are West Ham, Aston Villa before playing Liverpool, and then Brighton. Sure. So he has a run of basically three and four games where he could continue, what do you think? What do you see from him not only for the season, but in these next few games as he's he's hot right now? Oh, he's quite hot. And I think we saw it during Leicester's title-winning season that he's not afraid to score against the big teams. Oh, no. He scored in, I think it was 13 in a row to set a new Premier League record. For yeah, in a row. it was I mean, incredible. And um, obviously you would look, if you looked at the beginning of the season and saw he's playing West Ham and Villa next, you'd say he'd probably going to score in both of them, at least one of them. Mm. Um, But, I mean, we just saw West Ham win 4-0 against Wolves, who have a pretty threatening attack. And And Villa beat, I mean, it's Fulham, but... It's Fulham. Fulham 3-0. But, I think... I mean, I see him continuing this. Sure. He is not afraid to score against any team, and Leicester have enough playmakers to give him that opportunity... And with his poacher style of attack, I think he's just going to come across goals every other game, if not more than that. And I know that I've already predicted Kane versus and Timo Werner mm-hmm. as Golden Boot race champions, but I think there's a serious um, possibility that Vardy sure. gets it again. Well, I think what impresses me the most about Vardy is that he's been doing this for so many years in a mm-hmm. row. And... For how much energy he plays, I mean, he runs the whole game, 
very very fit, but yeah. hasn't really gotten hurt. Still scores a lot of goals. Doesn't really look burnt out. And it's sure. not like he's young. He's in his thirties. I mean, early thirties. But still, it's it's not like he's a young man just running around for fun. I mean, it's mm-hmm. what impresses me is how he continues to score, continues to do well. I actually think. At least over the West Ham and Villa games, I I think he'll score three goals in those two games. That is a bold prediction. Yeah. Uh, I I think he'll score two against West Ham, one against Villa. As a betting man, which you are, which I am, which I'm not, which you aren't. If the over under for the next two games was two point five goals for Vardy, I would definitely take the under. Okay. But uh, I mean, we'll see. We'll see in two weeks. We'll come back to it. We'll yeah, make note no, of it. Absolutely. And uh, we'll laugh in Brent's face when he doesn't even score one goal. I'll definitely laugh at myself in, yeah. in self-pity when, when I'm wrong. But anyway, the point being, Jamie Vardy mm-hmm. is just, he impresses me over and over again. And he reminds everybody week in and week out why he was able to lead Leicester to, the, to their title in yeah. 2016. I mean, he's continuously scoring against big teams, small teams, doesn't matter. And... I, I don't see a reason that he would slow down. He has a manager that believes in him, in him and, and plays him week in and week out. He has great facilitators behind him as well, which obviously will help any goal scorer when you've got Yuri Tielemans playing new balls in mm-hmm. behind. Even Aos, Aos Perez. I don't know how to say it. Aos Perez. Uh, he has playmakers, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's important as well. And not to mention you know, James Madison. And, sure. And, you know, I mean, Wilfred and Diddy as well. I mean... He's, he's a destroyer, but he can provide a good ball going forward as well. Right. I, I don't see any reason that he would slow down, especially in these next two games against... I realize West Ham just had a great result for them. Yeah. And maybe that could carry forward, but I don't see a reason why Jamie Vardy would slow down. We'll see when the Liverpool game comes, if he's still you know scoring against the big team specifically. Sure. I mean, I realize City's a big team, but whether or not it's consistent, mm-hmm. we'll find out. But but in the interim, in these next two games, especially this week against West Ham, I think I think he's gonna continue this right. run. Keep in mind that both West Ham and Villa did not concede it's over true. the weekend. It's true. Two clean sheets for both those teams, mm-hmm. um, which I wouldn't say. Looking at them on paper, that they have the strongest defense. Sure. But I mean, they held off yeah. two. I mean, at aver- least West Ham. Right, West Ham with Wolves. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Fulham's. Defense obviously is sketchy, but their attack isn't the worst. It's not awful. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you're still playing Tim Ream at the heart of your defense, you you might want to think that you know maybe a, a different person could be a better option in the heart of your defense. If you're right. Did, did you happen to catch the halftime comments during that game? The Fulham I did not. Game? I did not. Uh, they, they were crapping all over Fulham and their defense, um, saying not even championship level yeah. uh, team there. Yeah. Well, keep in mind, they arguably shouldn't have even gotten up in the first... I mean, they were, I believe, sixth in the championship yeah. last year, and they got through through the promotion playoff, which is obviously a very legit way of getting listen. into the Premier League, but... Listen. I'm listening. We don't need to bring up that heartbreak of your namesake, Brentford, yeah. losing. It's but... tough. It's tough. But I yeah. hate reminiscing. I mean, the truth is, Fulham's here, they have a bad defense, they have an average attack, mm-hmm. and they're probably going to lose... 20 games. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it wouldn't be unreasonable to think so, yeah. for sure. But moving on, we want to bring to you next a segment presented by Smile Mask USA, an American company creating masks with, with a nice clear front front so that you can see your smile, you can see your mouth. 
supposed to help people with disabilities so that they can, you know, still the read deaf their community. Lips. You you don't realize how important your mouth mm-hmm. is when you're speaking, uh, in, in terms of the the comprehension. But they're not. They are in complete support of the title of this segment called "Hands on Balls." Handballs. Handballs. And penalties. And penalties. <laughs> of which there have been a ton. And Jake, I just have to ask, what is going on? What is going on with all the penalties that have happened this year? There have been 18 <sighs> in the first three weeks. Leicester themselves have had five. Right. In mind. Unbelievable. Brent, I will tell you what's going on. VAR has run amok in the Premier League this season so far. And the literature behind the rules of VAR and penalties in general needs to be changed or else we're going to see an unsightly amount of penalties mm-hmm. throughout the rest of the season. And it could have a, a big effect on the top six yeah, and absolutely. just the, the table in general. And I would hate to see teams miss out on like even promotion sure. or sorry, uh, relegation I, yeah, in I this case. Right. Yeah. Um, and staying up is what I was referring to uh, because of these rules with handballs. And it's just been quite silly, I would put it, to see the calls that are being made for these penalties on balls. I'm not, I'm not even going to get into Tottenham right now. I can't even stand to think about the call at the end of that game. Mm. But we saw in other games the weekend just the defender's arms being barely away from their body sure. and a ball accidentally hitting them like in the forearm mm-hmm. or the hand with having maybe even little to none or no influence on that goal scoring opportunity. Sure. Cause even anything like in the corner of the box, if the ball is going away from goal and barely brushes a hand that's away from the body, that will be called a penalty in today's Premier League. And that's absurd in my eyes and probably in the eyes of most avid Premier League watching fans. Well, I think the thing is, uh, alleged, ESPN put out an article today, today of you know September 29th, 2020. ESPN posted an article that basically said the Premier League specifically asked them to lock down on handballs this season. Mm-hmm. Which, as an ex-defender myself, I hate to hear, I'll always side with the defense in this. No, 99% of handballs aren't intentional. And you see things like, Dominic Calvert-Lewin in, in this past match week sure. go down to block a shot and it struck his arm kind of outside of his body and Everton received a penalty prior in the game for probably less of an offense for a handball. Mm-hmm. But then Dominic Calvert-Lewin got away. And I think I agree. It's just the VAR aspect of it. Right. I think you have to stick with what is called on the field unless it's just blatantly missed because I think it's so easy to nitpick an arm out or an arm down that blocks the ball, stops the ball. Mm-hmm. When you're not in the flow of the game, when you're just outside nitpicking every single aspect of the game, and that happens, you can slow down the replay. You can watch specifically how the body moves, where just because an arm goes out, I mean, when I turn direction, when I'm running, my arm moves. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just one of those things. Where and when you're jumping, like right. to keep your balance, your arms go a little bit away sure. from your body. And if a ball hits your hand or arm while you're in the air or coming down from a jump, that seems unfair to the defender. No, it absolutely is. And I realize that there... I mean, that's not to say that there isn't a place for handball. Sure. Of course. I mean, it definitely belongs. And you can't always just call it when it is intentional, when somebody makes their body bigger. But I think it has to be more in the flow of the game. And I think you have... It's one of the downsides of VAR. You have to let the on-field referee call it. 
there I, I haven't seen personally a lot of situations where the on-field referee misses a blatant handball. Right. You know, and and so if it's just happening in the flow of the game, you know, you you got to leave the trust in the guy that's there and in charge of the refereeing for the match and and the referee team rather than somebody just sitting in a box. You know, as yep, as I Jose agree. Mourinho yeah. put it last year, it's VAR. You might as well at this point call it VR. It's the video referee. It's not the assistant referee. It's just the referee. True. It's all it's all being done from afar. Mm-hmm. And, and speaking of Jose, I know you don't want to talk about it, but the difference between the Manchester United situation at the mm-hmm. end of the game this week and the Spurs is another example of that, I think. And I would say the obvious difference is that one helped the big six team win a game, and the other situation had a big six team draw a game that they, in theory, should have won, taken all three points. Right. But just the nature of each handball, you look at Neil Malpe, who was jumping at the defender with his arm yeah, raised towards ridiculous. the defender. It was so stupid. It was... Which I don't, I would not call that a natural position. No, not at I all. I don't know exactly. Even what... if you're blocking your face. Sure. I mean, he had a full arm long yeah. extension. I mean, it was unbelievable. I'm not quite sure what he was thinking yeah. when he made that Yeah, that's like, it's not like it was not a legit penalty. Right. It's that it was called after the game had finished that I think people have the issue with, which, of course, as a Manchester United right. fan, I get, I can rationalize. I, no, I mean, as a Tottenham fan and watching that game, yeah. I totally agree with the fact that if a penalty happens In the with, the game, within, yeah. before the whistle is blown, and they don't see it until after on VAR, it should definitely be awarded. Right. Because I, I understand this was, I mean, slightly more controversial because it's a handball and... You know, the rule's not exactly black and white. Uh, but I I agree with that penalty call. And I agree that even though they awarded it after the final whistle has blown, it happened before. It happened during the game. So it should be awarded. Um, for Tottenham's situation, you see Eric Dyer jumping for a header. He gets a slight little nudge in the back. I think it's by Callum Wilson before that mm-hmm. jump. Causing him to, his hands to go away from his body to get balance on this jump. Andy Carroll heads the ball directly down. So it's not like it's going goalward or anything. Directly down and hits Eric's arm because it's away from his body. Eric is faced the opposite way. His arm is by out by his side and not like in front of him in a weird position. And they, they go review it in the 97th minute and yep. award the penalty and Tottenham draw to Newcastle. I mean, your it, thoughts? I totally agree with you. I think it's it's one of those situations where, again, as somebody that played defense growing up, you would obviously give a, a little bit of tendency to side with the defender. And I do. And, I you know, it's just unfortunate. But again... If the ref on the field would have called it, mm-hmm. I'm all for it. Yeah. You know? Or if anything, VAR should have been used if it wasn't a legit... If the ref did call it there, it got called. Mm-hmm. VAR goes and says, oh, this isn't legit. You know, he got pushed in. Right. It. Then that I would understand. Uh-huh. But I don't think it's VAR's place to make the call on the field like they've been doing. So I guess that, that kind of leads into the, the final point that I had, which is, do you think the VAR rule should be changed? ESPN, in that same article I mentioned... Yep. Put out, you know, a, a statement basically saying that the Premier League came out and said officially that the handball rule would be softened. 
and and that they wouldn't be so strict about it. But just in general, now that VAR is a thing, do you think it should be changed, the rule itself? Personally, yes. I do think it should be mm-hmm. changed. I think unless your hand is completely in an unnatural position and there's like some sort of intent, I, I don't think you can give a penalty otherwise. Yeah. Um, because obviously if the ball is going in, it's like a goal line situation and like your arms away from your body and it hits it and saves the goal right there. Obviously that should be a penalty. And there are other situations where like we saw some last year or the year before where people like defenders will go up for a header and their arms yeah. above their head. Yeah. Which is like, that's not a natural position. If it's sure. out from your body, I get that. Like, have you ever jumped before? Like, do you know like right. where but, your arm should be? But conversely, those are the kind of situations that the refs on the field usually call. Sure. Anyway, it's the VAR right. issue that's the problem. And I think we agree on the fact that if the ref calls in the field and goes to VAR and there's not obvious evidence to turn overturn that, it should be given. And uh, conversely, if he doesn't call on the field and it's not blatantly obvious, you don't you don't overturn that. You don't say, oh, like it's a little bit out from his body, like it hits his arm. I'm yeah. like a penalty. Like, no, sure. But I, in my personal opinion, I think that there needs to be some sort of change on the rule, and I think that if that happens within the next couple of weeks, it could save the season from seeing an absurd amount of penalties. Do I think that's going to happen? No. no, I don't. I don't think they change things that quickly in Premier League soccer. I just based on what I've seen for the mm-hmm. six, seven years I've been following, and I see the rest of the season just seeing the same handball rule be put in place, and plenty of fans are going to be upset about it, and plenty of teams are going to lose points because of it. But it's just going to be how it is. No, I, I totally get it, mm-hmm. and. Uh... You know, I, I tend to agree. I think just the implication of VAR changes things. Yeah. Um, it adds a different dimension, like I said, when you're just you're not actually on the field calling it. And, and I think it just reiterates the issue between the assistant referee versus the video referee. Yeah, I it's uh-huh. how much do you trust your center official to to make the right call. The I there's line judges for a reason, there's fourth officials for a reason. Sure. The VAR is meant to help, and it does, but again, it, I mean, it's like you see the issues with just the toenail offside. You know, how much technology is too much technology? Right. I'm all for goal line decision making. I think that's great. Um, I mean, I've been a fan of that since England scored in the 2010 World Cup. Gerard with a screamer that bounced in the net against Germany and bounced back out, and it wasn't called a goal. I mean, it's just that kind of technology I'm all for. Sure. But there's just almost too much of a place for it. And so I guess looking forward into match week four, do you think it'll still be an issue? Do you think they'll try to be, if anything, less penalties, you know, a little more conscientious about it, uh, more lenient to things that are happening? Do you, right. th- do you think that there will be less penalties this week substantially on things that maybe would have been questionable? <clears throat> no, I don't. Okay. I think there's going to be at least one penalty given this week. Okay. That was not originally given yep. on the field. But VR is going to go back and look at it. And they're going to say, oh, his arm's a little bit off from his body. Yep. It hit his hand. That's a penalty. And I think people are going to be upset about it again. And I don't think they're going to do anything about it again. Maybe they'll just get rid of VAR. Hopefully. <laughs> I would go that far. But we could talk <laughs> about that at a different time. We could talk about that at a different time. But speaking of match week four yeah. itself, 
Let's look forward. Uh, yeah, I'd love to preview the games this week. Do you mind if I take the lead on that and, and just lift? Please, please, give go. The games? Keep going through them, and I'll give you my input. So on October 3rd, this coming Saturday, starting at 7.30 a.m. Eastern Time, we have Chelsea Crystal Palace as the first match. What do you think? I think Chelsea win this one. Obviously, we saw Crystal Palace uh, beat Man U in, their first, in Man U's first game. Mm-hmm. And... Saw some definite definite bright spots for Palace, but I think Chelsea's midfield and attacking options are too deep for Palace. Okay, and they're gonna win this three zero three one maybe. Okay, no, I, I tend to agree with you. I mm-hmm. think not only that, I think we see Werner continue. Yeah, his goal scoring. Maybe a brace. Oh, call yeah. on a brace. Predicting possibly a brace. Right, I'm not gonna okay. pick him as my personal watch, but maybe. Yeah, yeah, no, I I, I can see that. And then coming up at 10 a.m. Eastern, Everton versus Brighton. I think Everton cooled down a little bit after their hot start, but I think they still pull off the win. Maybe just a 1-0 one, one, though. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I tend to think the same. I think, however, I don't know that it'll be a cool down. I could see them winning this game 3-1 or 3-2. Okay. Um, I know I have Jordan Pickford sure. as my Golden Glove winner, but like I said, I think they concede a lot of goals. Right. And I think that they will concede more goals to the small teams than they mm-hmm. will to the big teams. Um, especially early days as they're still figuring out the system. Yep. Uh, with with all the new players, I, I realized Yerimina, Michael Keane have been there for a long time, but I think it, it. I think the team is still learning to gel, and I could see them winning this game three two or three one. I would love to eventually pick your brain about picking Pickford as your sure. Golden Glove winner, and but then saying they're gonna concede a lot of goals. Yeah. No. I, no. I mean, you I, could I be said, right. You still I, no, could be I right. I said at week one that I thought he would have a lot of clean sheets. But in the games, but he in the games they do concede. It'll concede be conceded like two, okay, conceded three. I get that. Um, which we've already seen. Sure. So far. Um. Anyway, so at noon thirty, Leeds, Man City, Eastern Time, noon thirty. Mm-hmm. Jay, who do you have? I have Man City. I think they were embarrassed last week, and they're gonna come against this uh, newly promoted side, mm-hmm. and I think they're gonna boss them around. We have seen a lot of bright things from Leeds so far, and one could say that they would put up a goal or two against Man City. Yeah. But I think Man City going to blow them away. Jake, and I know you don't like it when I do this. You reiterated this. Last, this is my surprise pick. I think Leeds will tie Man City. I th- No, I'm, I'm okay with that one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. so, I have this as like a two-goal-plus victory. Mm-hmm. So that you call it a tie, I think that's good. Okay, perfect. So yeah. so I, I think Man City's looked shaky enough at the back, especially if Ruben Diaz now coming in mm-hmm. from Benfica starts. And you see just a brand new center back partnership. I don't know that that'll happen, but if not, they already look shaky. Leeds have proven that they can score. Their style is very pressing. I think yep. Man City can break that, but I could see that. I could see this game being like a two-two. Oh, okay. A two-two game, and then finally, at three o'clock Eastern Time on Saturday, we have Newcastle Burnley. What do you think? Think very low scoring. Two mm-hmm. two teams that, although. Can have bright spots where they score a lot. I think they have solid defenses. And I think it's going to be a pretty slow game. I have a draw. Yeah, I actually have a draw myself. Yep. I, I don't see a lot of goals in this one. I could see Newcastle going out to an early lead and mm-hmm. then just grinding through the rest of the game and Burnley find a late equalizer, Chris Wood, with like a header or something like that. Yeah, my, my prediction is also 1-1, but mm-hmm. I would not be surprised with 0-0. Okay. Yep. I, all right. And then we get to Sunday. Uh, 7 a.m. Eastern Time, Leicester, West Ham, two teams coming off great match week threes. What do you see happening in this one? 
I think Leicester are going to... I mean, both, both, like you said, hot teams. Mm-hmm. But I think Leicester have been more consistent to start yep. the season. I think they're going to prevail. I think they might also concede, though. So I think it might be like a 2-1, maybe 3-1 with a third goal coming in okay. the later stages, sealing the victory. Okay. Like I said, I actually have Vardy scoring three goals in his next right. two games. I actually see Vardy scoring once, maybe twice, but at least once this game. Yep. And I actually think it's going to be a, a 2-1 okay. situation. So we're in, we're in the same room. Yeah. Yep. West Ham just haven't... I mean, coming off a clean sheet against Wolves, sure. even though their defense may not be the greatest, that's still a momentum booster right. that, that goes through. And I think while they'll still lose, they'll they'll play well. Um, also at 7 o'clock Eastern, a huge tilt, Southampton-West Brom. Huge. Absolutely massive. And I, and I don't know about you, I have a Southampton victory in this one. Pretty, I do. pretty handedly. I, I do as well. Okay. Um, I think West Brom really haven't proven themselves yet nope. um, in their first couple of Premier League games. And I think Southampton, they've still stuck around for the last couple seasons, and I think that they're going to have enough uh, Premier League experience, and they're going to win by a goal or two. Yeah, I, I get that. So then moving on at 9 a.m., we have Arsenal versus Sheffield United. Mm-hmm. Sheffield, terrible start to the awesome. season. Oh my they have gosh. lost every single game. Yeah. We thought they'd fall off. We did. I didn't think this much, yeah, this was to be my, completely I mean, honest. It's, only, it's early days. It is. We're only match week four. Right. In that spirit, this is my surprise pick of the week. Oh, wow. I think Sheffield are going to beat Arsenal. Jake, I'll tell you what. I have written down that that would be my surprise pick of the week. But then I remembered how poorly Sheffield have been doing. Yep. And I changed it. Yeah. But. It's going to be even more surprise then. Oh, I'm surprised just thinking about it. <laughs> but it's, yeah, I, I I almost agreed with you. Almost. I'm going to go for a draw in this game. Though. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're not too far off. I'm not too far off. It's just not my surprise. I don't see them... Because of how good they were last year, I didn't see it fair to call it a surprise pick if they beat Arsenal. Uh Uh-huh. But I still think they're... Or, I'm sorry, I didn't think it would be a surprise if they drew Arsenal. Okay. Uh, It would be a surprise if they beat Arsenal. That makes sense. But I think they they will draw. (laughs) Uh, After that, uh, same time, 9 a.m. Eastern, Wolves versus Fulham. Jake, do you think Wolves bounce back? Do you think Fulham finally pick up some points? No, I, I think Wolves bounce back. I think their attack's too potent for the struggling Fulham defense. Mm-hmm. And I think we see them put two or three across. Uh, I, I tend to agree yep. with you. I'm hoping that the guy that I thought would be good last week, Jimenez, will be great this week. But not strong enough belief to pick him again. Right. Okay. Yeah, no, absolutely not. And then we get to, for us, a huge game. Right. At 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Sunday, Manchester United versus your Spurs. Jake, what do you think? I think we should watch that together. Hey, I would be in, interested in, in, in that. In our pajamas. Oh. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. We also talked about maybe having some kind of a punishment for these kinds of scenarios between the two of us, Ooh. something that one of us have to do. Uh, again, waiting for some audience responses. Uh, but we will... Uh, we'll we might sure. come up with something um, before the weekend right? and uh, implement it after the... Exactly. Man, we'll, we'll let you know what yeah. it is and and introduce it next week as it happens. But Jake, your prediction? No, no, Sony, possibly. Right. Poss- probably. What do you think? One one. I think we draw. Okay. Yep. I think uh, both sides have decent attacking options at their disposal, but both managers sometimes like to play a little defensive and not too aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I see one of us scoring in the first half and then the second half being a very hard-fought defensive battle sure. where the other team um, equalizes, not late, but in the later stages. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I actually, personally, have a Spurs win. Okay, I, I mean, thank you. I would love that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, granted, <laughs> surprisingly, Marcus Rashford is my player to watch this week. Interesting we take. Set. But I think... Manchester United's defense has been leaking goals mm-hmm. like none other. And at the point that you're conceding this many to Crystal Palace and to Brighton, you've conceded five in two games, let alone when you get Harry Kane coming forward and, and Berglund. And I, I don't think that they're just looking up to shape. I hope by then they have Alex Tellers right. maybe in defense. That'll mm-hmm. help. But uh, I actually have a Spurs victory, probably a 2-1 two, two, victory. Sure. And... I, I'll get into my Rashford pick and a little right. bit with that result. You want to talk about it now? I can talk about it now. Okay. So the reason I say I pick him to player to watch is okay. not necessarily because of the result that I pick. Yeah. But in that, if I'm wrong, I could see him being the deciding factor. He's got three goals against Spurs in seven games, which isn't a huge return, but he tends to kind of step it up when the rest of the team is not performing to the level that they should. That's fair. And... Super quick, super technical, coming off of a great goal this past week, your goal of the week. I think he's got a little bit of momentum going, and he's my player to watch because, not because my pick, but because if they are able to pull out a victory, I could see him being great yeah. in this game, especially against Doherty. Sure. Um, I mean, that's that's going to be the matchup to watch, I think, because Doherty's great going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, Rashford's great going forward as well. I think it'll just be interesting to see that dynamic. Yeah, and uh, I'm actually surprised they picked Rashford because I think uh, Greenwood is going to be oh. the biggest threat to the Tottenham defense. Okay. Um, and I'd be interested to see um, his matchup against whoever we throw yeah. out. Like, we, I mean, is he usually on the right? He's on the right wing. Yeah. yeah. So if it's, if it's uh, Regalon, I would love to see that matchup because yeah. uh, we saw Could him. have been two teammates. Yeah. Possibly. Could have been. Going up against each other. So, so anyway, then the last game being... At two fifteen on Sunday, Liverpool and Aston Villa. I think we both have the Liverpool yeah. winning this one. No, I you think know, it's easy. Aston Villa, you know, they won three nil. Um, I just don't think that they're quite up to par. Yeah, no, so. I mean, cream rises to the top, as they say. And <laughs> is yeah. that what they say? That's what I say. I that's not really. I can't take credit for that as my own saying. Sure, but uh, yeah. So so the last thing I want to talk about before we okay. we move on is your player to watch, because I don't know that I got yours. No, I, I was going to save it for the end. Okay. And you mentioned yours, and I wanted to hear it, because okay. you know, I'm antsy. Yeah. You, you mentioned Rashford. I, I, wanted, I wanted to hear your... Yes, yeah. exactly. I wanted to hear your reasoning behind that. Yeah. Uh, but I held my tongue when this matchup came up. I think Raheem Sterling is going to tear apart leads. Okay. I think he's going to have... Either two goals and one assist, or two assists and a goal. Okay. And you can hold me to that. And next week, we can either be like, wow, Jake is the best predictor on this planet, or we can laugh at myself. Right, and I, I hope to laugh at you. Oh, okay. Um, and before I move on, because okay, I know we've no. got to get into our fantasy, we got to get into your bets. Sure. Just want to give a quick transfer recap. Fabrizio Romano updates that are happening currently. Yeah. Let's hear it. Tottenham are still in talks with Inter for Skriniar. Ooh. Yep. Uh, complicated, but deal still on, he says. Uh, so, so that's just something to keep right. in mind. 
Uh, additionally, for Arsenal's need, Kolashinak, to buy our Leverhusen, says it'll be completed in the next 48 hours. Allegedly, Manchester United had a 100 mil euro bid mm-hmm. rejected for Sancho today from wow. Borussia Dortmund. Uh, it was, I guess, million euros, not million pounds. Um, but, but just something to keep in mind. Brexit, right? Exactly. And as an American, I have to say, Serginho Dest arrived in Barcelona today to complete his move to FC okay. Barcelona. Outside of the Premier League. Outside no. of the Premier League, but America. But we'll allow it. Ha- has, to, has to be mentioned. Um, and then, as I kind of mentioned earlier, Ruben Diaz officially signed with Manchester City from Benfica, a new center back for them. Sure. So those are those are the the quick updates. I appreciate. And yeah. in addition, I believe I saw something about Lucas Torreira uh, yes. possibly going to Atletico. Yeah. So, so so there are some there are some moves going on. Next week is transfer deadline week. We'll right. get into it a lot. Then exactly. And, and do some recaps yeah. and and some gossip. And I'm sure Arsenal fans are. More looking forward to the transfers they're bringing in than mm-hmm. these uh, transfers out that we mentioned, but you know we can cover that next yeah, week we'll, and maybe we'll there'll be more it. news about it. Yeah, and so so one of the final topics we got to talk about is our fantasy team. Yeah, coming forward this week we have a few changes. Let's hear. Human Son we we've replaced injury. Uh, he's on a bench because of injury. We've thrown in Neto from West Ham. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm sorry. From, Wolves, yeah, and they're playing both, both W's. It's both very du- confusing. I know it's words are tough, but <laughs> they're playing Fulham this week, and that was a non-executive decision. We made that decision together. We did. So I'm glad that we could do that. Uh, we've also inserted Perez into the lineup for Bamford mm-hmm. against City. So our lineup we have Pickford and goal as well, or still. I mean, just still, always. Yep. Uh, Alexander Arnold, Soyuncu, Gabriel's back in the lineup after Thiago Silva had a. Just nightmare of a performance. We then still have Lamptey. We have Perez, Fernandez as our captain, Neto, Traore, Werner, and Richarlison. Oh, I like it. I'm glad that you were able to be a part of it this week and that <laughs> I didn't just do it and say, ah, oh, he'll be fine with right. this later. I'm always optimist, but I feel like this week we're really going to oh, shine. This is our best week. Oh, if only we definitely. had a triple captain. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so, Hastings, give me your bets for the week. I'm not a betting man. Okay. You are. Let me hear it. Let me recap. Last week, I said Leeds win. This is Parlay true. that yep. with a Man United win. Look at that. Plus 350 odds. Done. Both hit. Sure, Man United waited till 90 plus 10 yep. to let that bet hit. But mm-hmm. Signed, sealed, and delivered. Jake Hastings. Perfect. Here is this next week prediction. Yes. Match week four. Manchester City. Minus one and a half goals against Leeds. Oh, that's surprising. Yeah. You you have it as a I draw. A draw. Yeah. Which I think is ridiculous. Um, but moving Whatever. past that. Yeah. <laughs> I have them winning uh, minus one and a half. Combine that with uh, the Newcastle-Burnley game under 2.5 goals. Oh. Which... I think it's very likely, that's, right? Yeah. That's, that's a good, lo- that's a good yeah, over-under. That's a great line. Sure. Uh, and then combine that. I, I did two games last week, parlay together. I have, I have three. Three, a third. Three this Let's week. Hear it. I have Southampton with a win over West Brom, which is minus 125. They're favorites, but still, you can, you can find that all together in a of parlay. Course. You get better odds. You end up with plus 466. 466. Wow. So a five dollar bet, which is what I bet every week, five dollars. You know, just you every know, week, it's fun. especially last week. Especially last week, it's just fun. You know, whatever. Five dollars gets you twenty three dollars and twenty nine cents. That you know, that's that, a great return. If you win twenty three dollars and twenty nine cents, 
That's a new breeds meal right there. You know? Why <laughs> invest in the stock market? Why? When, when you can sh- bet it and it's a sure it's thing. It's a sure thing. <laughs> my, name is, <laughs> my name is Jake Hastings, and this is a guaranteed win right here. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, that's the end of our match week four predictions. Yeah, and, and I love that we've ended with a sure thing. Uh, you're one <laughs> of one so far on your bets. They've come through. Undefeated. You are undefeated in your bets. Mm-hmm. Very much unlike our teams who have... Thank you for that. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, hey, well, we had to cover the giggles somehow. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, so, yeah, this has been week three of Premier League in pajamas. Again, brought to you by Smile Mask USA. Going to plug them again. Maybe maybe get a little something extra out of it. Who knows, you know? And it's a great company. We love to support them. Yeah. So, so you can find them on Instagram. You can find them on Facebook. They got Just Google them. You can Google them. And you can also find us on Instagram. You sure can. And Facebook and Twitter. Twitter. PLMPJs. At PLMPJs, of course. Of course. And we really appreciate you guys listening for the week. And uh, I really hope Manchester United beat Spurs this week so I can laugh in Jake's face. (sighs) But you didn't hear me say that. At least I had the confidence not to pick a loss for my own team. Okay. Okay. Well, this has been Jake and Brent's PL and PJs. We're going to stay comfortable tonight in our pajamas. Hope you all have a good weekend. We'll catch you next time. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> like we say every week, it's your choice. <laughs> it's your choice. <laughs>